Today at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through the AEW Dynamite. What happened last night, the review, all the matches, plus Cody Rose uh, match with Mark Quinn. Um, at first, I thought it was going to be Ray Phoenix, but I guess Ray Phoenix still hurt that and much more at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. And welcome back to another episode of the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I am your host, The Ultimate One. And today, of course, it's Thursday. We go to the AEW Dynamite Review. And last night's uh, show was pretty good, but there was a lot of upsets that happened in last night's show. But we're going to open it up with the match that pretty much the debut of FTR. FTR went one-on-one against Butch and the Blade. This match was great. I mean, you had guys like um, R. Anderson and Tully Blanchard uh, um, scouting the FTR. And I remember FTR right now, even AEW mentioned it, that they are still a free agent uh, group. And that they are now, they, only, uh, they didn't mention nothing about no handshake, but they're still an, uh, a free agent. Uh, they're not signed by AEW, but they've wrestled Butcher and Blade. This match was back and forth. Uh, but I'm telling you, FDR looks way better than what they were looking at at um, WWE. They, they, they gel well, they crisp everything. I mean, it was a good match. Uh, Butch and Blay, um, they look fantastic with them inside that ring in the FTR. Um, they were able to, you know, um, uh, gel as a chemistry against each other. And this match was so good. Um, of course... You know, FDR ended up winning with the, I don't know what they call it now, but it was the Shatter Machine move, and they beat um, Butch and the Blade. Um, but one thing I, I, I noticed after the match, uh, it was when uh, the Young Bucks came out, and pretty much uh, they, sell, they said, let me introduce ourselves as they came out a couple of weeks ago and, and pretty much helped uh, the Young Bucks against Butch and Blade. But then along there came, um, actually before they... Another tag team showed up. Uh, Butcher went and ended up and um, clotheslining both Young Bucks. Uh, FTR helped the Young Bucks. Then uh, Havoc and Saving came in into this into the fray, and now there was a uh, two teams attacking another two teams. Then Omega and and Page came out. So it was the Elite. Uh, they're helping um, FTR and Young Bucks. Um, Again, Butch and Blade and Havoc and Sabian. So, but then it was like a standoff. You could see the FTR and the Elite all together. Um, Hamman Page was uh, going back and forth with one of the uh, FTR members. Um, so, I mean, the the dream matches you could see here. You could see FTR versus Hamman Page and Omega. The Young Bucks against Omega. Sabian and Jimmy Havoc against FTR. Um, I say Hangman Omega, man. Hangman Omega versus FTR. That's what I meant. Um, there's a lot of tag teams there that we could see that probably powerful. Private party. I mean, FTR, they look great. But there's also one thing I noticed in this match was that uh, one of the members, I think it was uh, Wheeler, if I'm correct, that threw the Four Horsemen sign up. 
So I don't know if they're going to make a full horseman AEW. Uh, again, there's been speculation that Tully Blanchard owes the trademark for the Four Horsemen. I don't know if it's true or not. You know, internet always talking. We don't know if it's true or not. But our Anderson was out there taking notes also. Along with Sean Spears who was in the back. Looked like he was pissed off. But Tully Blanchard and Art Anderson were taking notes. Do not be surprised if you get FTR, Cody, and Sean Spears as the new Four Horsemen. Do not be surprised at that. That could happen. That definitely could happen. Um, like I said, they were scouting. I don't know what they're going to do with Sean Spear. Remember, they gave Sean Spear the black glove last week. So this this little thing going on right now is a possibility of actually happening. And who knows? The F, uh, FTR being part of the Four Horsemen? That, that, that'd be a great combination there. You could get Cody. Cody, remember, Art Anderson manages Cody. You can have Cody leaving the Elite to join the Four Horsemen. Because in reality, if you think about it, when the Elite fought the Inner Circle, Cody wasn't part of that. In the Stampede, uh, Stampede, Stadium Stampede. He had his own match with uh, the big man, Lance Archer. So, who knows what will happen if you, you know, if he becomes a Four Horseman. I mean, but Butcher and Blade looked good. There's one part that I will bring up later that does not make sense to me what AEW is doing. They... This person used to be part of Butch and Blaze team. I don't know what's going on. It's just bonkers how AEW sometimes changes the uh, storylines. And really it's like a little bit annoying. I'll be right back after this. And welcome back. And the next uh, segment was a promo with the Natural Nightmare as they getting a shot at Kenny Omega and Hagman Page next week. I don't know why, but... Here's my little beef that I've been having with this natural nightmare. Actually, two things. One thing is, why is uh, QT Marshall with Allie? I thought Allie was the manager of Butch and Blade. She was called Bunny. And all of a sudden, now she's been hanging out with QT Marshall and the Nightmare family as QT Marshall's girlfriend. That does not make no sense. How did that happen? Why is this is going on it makes no sense they have made public one point that Allie is married to i believe blade that is her husband um i don't know if it's uh there's something changed or whatever but uh it's just something that kind of bothers me also another thing that um that caught me that catches me is why is brandy rose again on tv every time i see her it looks like she has no clue what she's doing. I don't like her on TV. Uh, she's better off behind the scene. Why she's the manager of the Natural Nightmares. And how the hell Natural Nightmares got a shot at Omega and Page. Which didn't make no sense to me. Uh, right after that they had the uh, Penelope 4 teaming up with Nyla Rose against Chris Dallin and Hikaru Shida. Um, this was a pretty good match. Of course, I was watching Chris Stanland because Chris Stanland, most of the time, she gets herself in trouble or she botches some of the moves, whatever. But this time, she did pretty well. Um, this was like, it looks like this is the only four women they are using for these women's division the last couple of weeks. Uh, the shocking part of this match uh, was the Penelope for pin the champion, Hiroki Shida, uh, and I was surprised that they actually pushed Penelope for. She's up next for a world title shot. 
And that was very surprising to me. That was the first upset of the night that I saw. That I was like, wow. Penelope Ford actually penned the champion. Now she's going to get a shot. Uh, Higuro Shida. Probably for Fighter Fest. Uh, most likely because she penned Shida. Now, it was kind of surprising that Nyla Rose ended up helping her. Giving her the world title so she could use it on Shida and pin her. And this was uh, very surprising to me. Because I thought that... Um, you know, um, they were that they, they were still have Penelope for, you know, still as a probably a jobber. But the fact that uh, Kip Saving got involved also in that match, which makes a little dangerous for Sheeta because Sheeta could lose the belt because of outsides to fear with Kip Saving, and Saving is always going to get in there. Um, you know, it was it was just something. That's Called me off guard. I didn't expect Penelope Ford to get the win. That was the first upset of the night. Then they had a promo with Darby Allen. Supposedly he's not clear to wrestle. Probably he's still recuperating from that. Uh, the casino ladder match that they had. That how Brian Cajun whipped him on that chair. Uh, not a chair. On no, a damn ladder. And he hit himself. Uh, but yet he was skateboarding with Tony Hawk. Which was surprising to me. I mean he looked like he's ready. He was taking shots. It looked like a big crack, but I guess I have a feeling that when um, uh, Moxley and Cage wrestles, Mr. Ar- Dab- Darby Allen is going to get involved in that match. Uh, I can see it happening. Then they had another Britt Baker role model promo. Nothing to talk about. It was just her talking about how she's the role model and how people are trying to hurt her. She spoke about Swole, who Swole wanted to hit her with a chair last week. Nothing there that you know, you could you could talk about. Then we had the uh, Robin Powerful against Jake Hager and Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. This is what I was talking about last week as far as the um, uh, what happened last week where uh, Orange Cassidy e- evaded Jericho and Hager when they tried to attack him. And I said there's going to be a big, probably a big, big uh, feud between Inner Circle with Best Friend. Well, this match was pretty good. Of course, Robin Powerful and Hager dominated most of the match. I just don't get how Proud and Powerful are still having gotten a shot at the world titles. They should have been champions by now. Um, but I guess that's not the storyline they're going with. Jake Hager is what I call, and I told my boy Jay Santa, he's the Brock Lesnar of AEW. So most likely that's the, what, they're doing, what they're going with. But at the end of the match, another upset as um, Mr. Orange Cassidy ends up beating Ortiz. He rolled him up, pinned him, and there he gets the win for best friend and himself. Uh, but at the end, uh, I forgot to mention that Chris Jericho was in the commentating for most of the night. And he came in the ring and hit, um, I believe, uh, Orange Cassidy in the back of the head with the, the bat that he carries. And he looked like one of the characters from Walking Dead. Hit him in the back of the head. Then he pulled out some blood oranges. I don't know. I never heard of that, but it's blood oranges. That's what they call them. And when as soon as he pulls that out, like a 20-pound bag of oranges, uh, you see the Orange Cassidy is busted open. He ends up hitting Orange Cassidy with the, with the, uh, with the bag of oranges while he lays down on the floor bleeding. Uh, it, it was something to see. It was just, I was like, wow, they, they're, really, they're really pushing this. But the best friends won the match. The inner circle are not happy, and uh, it looks like uh, we're going to have a few there going on and, and supposedly uh, the best friends are supposed to have a tag team 
title match against Omega and Page um, for the AEW World Tag Team titles. We'll be right back after this. And we're back. Uh, I forgot to mention one thing in the match that we spoke about the PMP and Jake Hager versus best friend Orange Cassidy. I forgot to mention that when Orange Cassidy does his uh, his tornado DDT, I think he's one of the best wrestlers that does it. That's just me, my opinion. I'm not. I mean, people go argue with me, but when he does it, he does it so flawlessly. Uh, I know last night he he did a tornado DDT on Santana. That I'm talking about. He spiked them. I'm talking about he spiked them lovely, but. Then we had the MJF promo, how he talked about how the, he has hit the glass ceiling and everybody is, you know, know he's the best soul of the earth. It looks like now, um, after that situation, Billy Gunn has something to say about him. And MJF, of course, says something about Billy Gunn's son. One of, one of them is already in wrestling. There's another one that is in, I guess he's going to be in the business. So he kind of mocked him. And Billy Gunn went after him, like kind of like you know, pushed him around. Then Rollo confronted him, so it looks like there will be a match actually. Billy Gunn versus MJF next week with uh, Billy Gunn's son in one corner, Rollo in the other one. Uh, then after them, after that, they show Colt getting recruited by Brody Lee last week when Brody Lee um, went to Colt Cabana after he lost his mask to. Jericho trying to recruit him. They showed that part. And who knows what's going to happen, right? So the Dark Order is trying to recruit Cole Cabana. And right after that, Sammy Guerrero versus Cole Cabana was the next match. Pretty good match. Uh, of course, Cole, uh, Cole Cabana, he does what he does in that ring. Sammy Guerrero a little more uh, conceited. Uh, giving um, Cole Cabana the middle finger throughout the match. He did all his beautiful moves. That Sammy Guerrero does. And it looks like they're pushing him now. The way they're supposed to. Um, and he may be feuding with Matt Hardy. The way I'm looking at this. As far as Cole Cabana. Uh, of course Sammy Guevara won that match. He pinned. Um, uh, uh, Cole Cabana last night. So he still looks good. Which is pretty good. You got to push him at, at that level. Because he's always taking the biggest bumps. And he still loses the matches. So now they have Guevara. They're pushing him. I think he's a very talented wrestler. He should be put now. As far as Cole Cabana, because Cole Cabana in his 40s, so I guess they mentioned that last night. Uh, after he lost, you saw Brody Lee, the uh, Stu Grayson, and Uno and the rest of the Dark Order come out. Brody Lee comes, gives a hand to Cole Cabana, picks him up from the floor. After that, they show Cole Cabana in the back, trying to, uh, before that, let me, let me, before I say about Cole Cabana, uh, Sammy Guerrero had asked uh, people in the back to shut off the music of the Dark Order and put his. Along came out Matt Hardy. And Matt Hardy, again, he uh, comes out and does regular stages. He hit the, the Matt, uh, Matt uh, version 1 or version 2, whatever it is. Then he came out. He said, Matt often craves Mofongo, which because his wife is Puerto Rican. That's a Puerto Rican dish. And then he did the Damascus. My Hardy, uh, the woke, the the broken one, and he talked about how he's gonna smash uh, Sammy Guevara's face with the mofongo, and he's gonna make him eat it, and that was the end of that segment. But then, um, they, then they show another promo. There was, it's a lot of promos last night too. They showed the Joy Jan, Joy Janilla talking about how he came to AEW and tried to um, 
be somebody or whatever. And it's been six months. He had, you know, he was in the main event with uh, John Moxley last year, and now all of a sudden find himself still questioning his career out of nowhere. Sonny Kiss comes out in a car, asking him where he's been. He says he's been drinking, and it was to be continued. So I don't know where they're gonna go with that. And it looks like they're grabbing all these people who are not being seen only in uh, AEW Dark, and now bringing them in. And maybe they may be the ones who probably gonna be like, well, you know what? We're like the um, we're like the uh, the outsiders, or the you know, the, you know. So who knows? We'll see what happens. Then they show Cole Cabana going to the Dark Order's locker room. Now, before that, somebody was trying to interview him, and he went into the Dark Order locker room. And so we see that he is now maybe joining the Dark Order. Who knows? Because he's been losing a lot of matches. Then um, you know, who knows? It could be something. You guys could check it out. I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go, but I'm ready to see what's going to happen. We'll be right back. And we're back. So, then they had John Moxley talking about how he is pissed off. He's in pain and he's ready to fight. And the more pain he has, the more anger he has. He can't wait to go in, going in the ring with Brian Cage. And he talked about Taz. And the more he talked about Taz, you could tell Taz was going to come out somewhere. He popped out of, out of nowhere. He was in his trailer. And he started talking about Moxley. He better get me ready. He don't know what he's getting into. And I don't know where Brian Cage comes out. And attacks Moxley. And then they go back and forth. They're going at it. And at one point, it looked like Moxley was going to hit uh, Cage with a, with a pipe. But missed to hit the glass. Cage goes and grabs Moxley. He looked like he was going to power bomb him on the concrete. But Taz says no. So instead... Ryan Cage goes and power bombs Moxley on the back of the car, breaking the glass, and so that was the end of that. So right there, that you know that match between AEW champion John Moxley and Brian Cage is going to be a group one because Brian Cage is not a pushover. Brian Cage can wrestle. This guy is as big as you see him. He is a monster, and I'm glad that AEW has him with Taz and his Monica. And now you have to, you, what, what to expect on Fighter Fest when these two guys face off. It's going to be crazy in July when these guys go at it. Um, we don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, um, but I like what they're doing. They're giving everybody a title shot, even though Brian Case should have been more tested instead of being put into the ring with with somebody right away as, uh, you know, with, with John Mosley right away. He should have been put there with maybe fight. Cody Rhodes, uh, Faye, uh, probably uh, a Cutler, uh, somebody. Just get him feel. He's beating up nobodies. Lee Johnson is like the worst jobber in AEW, and he gets killed last week. So the way they, 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 they're pushing him, you know, I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong, but then he could do a little better. Um, then we had a Cody promo, same thing that Cody does all the time. They always do promos. This time, this week, was the TNT Championship match between Cody versus Mark Quinn. It was supposed to be Ray Phoenix, but Ray Phoenix is still hurt from what happened like about two or three weeks ago when he landed. Um, so, he is out, and Mark Quinn for Private Party was in. So, now these two guys went at it. It was a good match. I love the way they put the, the match because the story, uh, they, they brought up the how... Mark Quinn hurt his ankle, and that's why they played it throughout the match. Uh, Cody going after his ankle. The one thing I don't like what Cody's been doing lately is taking very crazy bumps. 
At one point, Mark Quinn went to the top rope, and Cody is laid out by the stage area, and he goes and he does a frog splash from the top of the rope onto Cody on the on the stage area. Um, he's been taking too many bumps. The way I see it is not a, a good thing because the body's going to break down sooner or later. He's just doing overboard, and um, I think he should just be more careful. Just, just me. Take it too much. Uh, like I said, the positive out of there was they ran the story of Mark Mark Quinn's bad ankle. Uh, Cody ended up putting him in a submission when he put him in an ankle lock. When um, it looked like Mark Quinn was going to do a type of like a, a, a splash from the top rope, he got caught. And Cody ends up regaining or uh, retaining, actually, the TNT uh, title. And after that, you know, the one thing I noticed when they introduced Cody yesterday, and they introduced him as the son of a plumber. So they still honoring Dust, Dusty Rhodes. Of course, you know, the legend himself, Dusty Rhodes. So that's something to you guys to check that out when you, if you get it, you didn't see it last night. Hager comes out. Jake Hager comes out. It's pretty much saying, pretty, pretty much saying he's next. So he... He's the next one online, but it looked and he came. He grabbed R. Anderson, and when he grabbed R. Anderson, Cody attacked him. Uh, they started fighting. Private party and private party and Matt Hardy came out to defend um, Cody and R. Anderson. Then Power Powerful came out. Sammy Guevara came out, and it was just an all-out brawl going on. And then next thing you know, Sammy Guevara again gets a twist of fate that looks devious. He landed head first in the four head first in the in the ring. It was crazy. So Hager's gonna get the tighter shot at Fighter Fest. So that was you know overall my notes on AEW yesterday. The, it was it was average. I can't say it was a great show. It just pretty much setting up for a Fighter Fest for next for next month, and it looks like something to look forward to. And you guys could check it out. Um, this week, I do not have wrestling news or rumors because I am holding all that for this Sunday. I got a lot of news coming. A lot of news. Uh, AEW right now, um, there's, like I said, they're setting up for the Fighter Fest. And it's something for you guys to check it out and pay mind to it to see what happens. Because uh, this year is going to be different. It's not going to be like last year when they had an MBR Live. And they pretty much... Uh, we, we, it was free, but you know we had to get BR Live, and you had to get, we had a download BR Live, and it was a headache this year. It's going to be different. It's going to be a two night a two night event. They're going to do it two weeks in a row, so that's going to be cool. Uh, and looking forward to that. I'm looking forward for all out. So hopefully everything turns out for the great with the CV situation and the way the world is going crazy in 2020. And hopefully you guys could check it out and enjoy it. So. Again, uh, I want to thank all my uh, subscribers to my podcast. I am available Apple, Google Podcast, Pandora, Spotify, uh, what else? Uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Bullhorn, um, any major platforms you guys like to listen to podcasts. I also have a YouTube channel called the Chokesland Wrestling Report. Uh, I have not downloaded any videos there in a while but uh if you guys could go check it out i got a lot of content in there uh over f- 4500 views and 50 cent subscribers not bad uh so help you know improve that channel if you guys tell a friend 
uh, let people know what's going on. I know everybody's just been uh, focusing on what's all the negativity that's happening in the world. And if you want to keep yourself busy and keep your mind out of the nonsense, all the crazy stuff that's going on, uh, you can listen to my podcast. You know, support support the podcast, and I would appreciate it. I want to give a shout out to my boy Jay Santi because he is the first guy I interview in my podcast that within a day I got so many plays. So I want to thank him for showing me love. Him and his the Turnbuckle Tabloid crew, Turnbuckle Tabloid. You can find them also in the same podcast and the same podcast um, platforms that I am at: Apple, Spotify, Google. Pl- you can find them, and every Friday night or every Saturday night day on Facebook Live, check out the Turnbuckle Tabloid group Facebook page and support them. Check out my the Chucks the Chokesland Wrestling uh, Report group page. I have also on Facebook. You guys can check it out. Uh, join if you like. Uh, and I got a lot of informative stuff there that usually I bring news, all kinds of stuff. Till then, guys, enjoy your day and keep yourself safe. And you know, uh, we'll be back on Sunday with more Chokeslam Wrestling Report. <laughs>